that this place is not, you know, it's, you know, this could be anything, right? This, this place could be a new, new nice neighborhood with some homes. Um, this place could be, you know, some, you know, some shopping plaza or it could be another, you know, church where people just come and, and you know, just um, do ordinary things and routine. It could, you know, who knows, this could be a, a nightclub or this could be some, whatever else, right? But, uh, you know, God chose this place for a reason. Maybe not this, you know, I'm not talking about these particular coordinates, this particular address, but this place where we are tonight is that, you know, God is celebrated here. We're not, you know, we're not, you know, there's so many other things that we could be doing that would be not worthy of our time. But tonight we're here with God before God, and that's just amazing. When we were worshiping and praying, I, I, just, I just felt this in my heart, and I want to tell you is, you know, sometimes we, um, you know, we'll look at people and we say, oh, yeah, I mean, th this guy is just like a natural athlete. You know, he has parents who are, you know, they just have everything for a, for a, for a sports person, right? And, you know, he's going to be fit and strong and fast, and, you know, he has, the, you know, the genes for that, right? You know, not, not these genes, but, you know, the genes that are inside of you that define who you are. Or we think, you know, oh, if, uh, you know, that's, that's a son of a very successful businessman, you know, he, that businessman has multiple million billions of dollars, and so of course that son is going to be successful. His dad is going to make him successful. And, and I just realized, I was, I was like, why don't we think the same exact way about ourselves sometimes, or maybe oftentimes, I don't know. But we are, we are God's children. That means that we have God's genes in us. That means that we have the same potential that God, that, that God is, has in himself. He, it passes on to us, into our lives. Amen? And that's, that's who all of us are here today. It's, it's, we're not just, we're not just, you know, ordinary people. We really aren't ordinary people. We are the children of God. God called us his children. That means we have all the same potential. That, that means we have the very nature of God, the nature of God in us, in our blood, in our hearts, in our minds. That's accessible to us. That's available to us. But it's, you know, like, um, they said, even, even, even one of the best, um, uh, shooters, you know, people that shoot at, you know, targets that they're like the best. They said that if they, if they like repeat to themselves many, many, many times that they're going to miss, that's what the brain starts, you know, the brain starts actually implementing that. The brain starts actually doing that and they start doing worse. It, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a fact. It's, it's been proven. And the same way with us, you know, what, what we are putting into ourselves, that really, really matters. That really matters. What we do here when we worship, how we worship God is, is, is really important. How we accept, how we see ourselves in His presence is really important. Amen. Um, so before we'll hear the word, I think there's a, a person who wants to talk to us. And I'm going to hand the mic over. Hello, everyone. So the reason I'm up here is I would like to apologize to all of you. Uh, I know throughout couple of years. I mean, I might have been insulting, insultive to some of, the, some of you here. If it, I, I want to apologize if it was done directly, indirectly, even spontaneously. So I just, I apologize if I, if I hurt anybody's feelings in any way. Also, I want to apologize that sometimes I was forceful with my opinions, because I know that I'm, I have an opinion for most of the things that are asked towards me. And so I just want to apologize that, you know, 
maybe sometimes I was forceful to some of you with my opinions. So forgive me if you could. I will try for it not to happen again. So yeah, I apologize once again. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. You know what? Um, maybe before we start, I want to I want to pray for God's will in all of our in all of our lives. Um, and I just know I just feel to do that. And you know, I've heard many people say, "I'm afraid. I'm afraid to ask for God's will. I'm afraid to just let God do whatever He wants because what if He does X or what if He does Y?" Uh, or what if he does, you know, this and thing in my life, and that's just, I can't do that. Um, but you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm just deciding to believe that God is a good God, and he would not do anything, anything bad to me. Like, I know to my kids, I could not do them, I could not do something to them. I would not want something for them that's not ultimately good for them. You know, there are some things that I do that are not good for them at that moment, but I know if I don't do that, that's going to be even worse for them. So you, God, God always wants the ultimate good for us. And we could just be seated and pray for that. God, we just come here before you, God, and we, we ask for your will in our lives, God. We ask for, for you to do what you want to do, God, for you to lead us the path that you want us to go, God, to, for us, God, to, to be having jobs that you want us to have, to have, uh, got to study where you want us to study, Lord, to work where you want us to work, Lord, to, to, got, to, to have friends, the, the friends that you want us to have, Lord, to be where, where you want us to be, God, at all times in our life, God. We know that we're not asking to be perfect, God, or to be ex- a complete, God, but we, we're asking to be, to be led by you, Lord, to be guided by you, Lord, to be taught by you, God. That's what we're asking here tonight, Lord. And we, in this word that we're going to hear, Lord, most important is that you will speak to us. God, we are not, God, we, we don't want to come up with a cool new saying or, or some quote or, or some new nice idea to share with our other Christian friends or maybe not Christian friends. It, it's not that, God. We're not looking something for outside. We're not looking something for each other. We're looking something for ourselves here, God. And we're, we're seeking you for ourselves here tonight, Lord. And God, we just ask you, please bless us with your revelation. Please bless us with, with a word from you, Lord. That's what we want. That's what we're asking for tonight. And that's what we're really, really praying for, God. And Father, we love you. We bless you. We praise you. And we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So, um, before I start, I wanted to share something um, with you. I found, I don't know if anyone heard it. I haven't, like, completely, I haven't verified, like, 100% of the website. But there is a website that's called Answers in Genesis. I don't know if you've come across that. Uh, but I just want to tell you, you know, if you find yourself that you're like, you know, reading up on Facebook or you're just like, a, you know, an, uh, like an addict for some information uh, and you're trying to break away from that uh, news or whatever, that's a good website. You know, there, there, there is a whole bunch of information. It's split by, by different topics. And uh, there's one section that's called Demolishing, uh, demolishing so-called Bible, biblical contradictions, or something, something like that. It talks about how many, you know, so many things that people bring up, and they say, "Oh, the Bible says this, and it's not really so," and so on and on and on. And they just like they just bust it completely.
completely. It's, it's, it's amazing. And some of the authors is uh, Ken Ham and Tim Chaffee, I think, or Chaffee. It's really interesting. Very, I, I mean, everything I've read so far was, uh, was good. And it just you know, gives you more confidence in God. It gives you more you know, understanding that you know, this book is not, it's not just a good book and there's good morale there and everything else, but it's actually pretty precise and it's actually very, and from a legal perspective, it's accurate. From a legal perspective, it's valid. You know, it just, it just gives you, you know, makes this foundation that much more solid for us to stand on. So, anyway, uh, so what I want to talk about today is, I, I, I titled it um, "Invest, Don't Spend," and it's not a financial advice. I'm not going to teach you to get rich here or, you know, make a hundred bucks out of out of a dollar. I know one person who can do that. <laughs> Andre, you've seen him. <laughs> you can give him, or does, do you do a hundred bucks to a dollar? I can't remember. Either one. So he can do either one. But he can only repeat it with your $100, all right? So um, I, I can do that. And that's not what I'm going to tell you tonight. But um, even though, you know, I know I'm not perfect and not, didn't nail all of this completely. But I still want us to talk about it. I really want, want you to treat this as, as, a, as a conversation that we're having. You know, like one you would have at a home group. It's just like it's a really large uh, big home group. Um, but one idea that I want you to, to really let God ingrain into you is that it's whatever, whenever you invest into God's kingdom, that will never fail you through the whole, through all of eternity. Um, you know, we, maybe it's just me, I, I don't know, I, I don't consider myself old, but you know, somebody can say, you know, it's an old guy's thinking, but I really like Whatever I do, I like that stuff to, to stay, you know, to stay valuable or to stay, to stay um, accurate, to stay, you know, to stay relative through years, through five years, through ten years. You know, it's like maybe what I'm studying right now, I want that to be still valuable in ten years. You know, it's like I want, I want my job that I do right now, the experience that I get to be valuable in ten years. I want you know, the car that I buy to be, to be good in 10 years. I want, you know, uh, you know, if I buy clothes, I want it to still be good in like five years. You know, I don't want, you know, who wants to buy something and you just, you know, you, you don't know if it will last towards the, the end of the evening, right? I mean, you would never wear a shirt like that. You know, you don't know if it will fall apart by the, you know, by like midday or something like that or not, right? Nobody would do it. Or a car. Who wants a car? And every time you go in and you need like, you, you're just driving by faith. Like you're really driving by faith. Right? There are cars like that. It, not, sometimes it's not a bad thing to have one, but, but you really want solid stuff, right? You want, you want, you want that everywhere. Nobody wants, to build, um, nobody wants to build a house on sand because, you know, it just, it's dumb, you know. You know it's not going to stand, right? Alex and I were talking about in Russian, it says, pisok. Um, you know, it's like it's in sugar. It doesn't stand. But um, anyway, that's it. I guess that's an inside joke. <laughs> Just nobody's laughing. Um, I should have given you context, but never. You can come up to me afterwards. I'll explain. But anyway, you know, we want we want stuff that 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 matters. You know, stuff that that makes a difference. Stuff that's lasting. Nobody nobody cares for. You know, everybody wants expensive stuff. Not because it's just expensive, but because it's good. And and that's exactly how. 
how our life is. We, you know, we've been given, we've been given a lot, uh, but at the same time, we've been given a finite amount. Uh, so we don't have, you know, it's like somebody comes to you and gives you, you know, says, okay, I, you have a business idea. I'm gonna, I'm going to finance it. I'm gonna give you two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So you know that you have a chance to try, right? You know, there will be a lot of takers, but you want to try, but you probably wouldn't just go and just say, I'm just going to do X. You know, I'm going to open, um, you know, uh, dry cleaners, you know, somewhere out in Arlington, you know? Or, you know, you're going to think where you want to open up, what you want to open, open up, where you want to spend that money. But you know that, you know, if you would know that you can get $250,000 every month, you would probably go and, and try craziest ideas possible, right? Uh, maybe some of them would work, most probably wouldn't, but, but if you know you only have one chance like that, then you're gonna like really try to do to make the most out of it. You'd probably even split that into multiple uh, attempts, right? Um, so same with our life. Uh, we've been given a lot. I mean, there, there's a lot that we have. We've been given talent, time, mind, capabilities or abilities, right? But there's a finite amount of those. They are always being spent. Like our time is always being spent. Like imagine, imagine you have a bank account with $100,000, right? Sounds good? And, and now imagine that every second, one cent is taken out of it. How does that feel? I'll just tell you this, you'd be done by, by, uh, by tomorrow, your 100,000 is gonna be gone. Uh, that's how fast it goes, you know? Time is running out very, very quick. And that's what, you know, that's what, that's what, that's where the difference between investing or, you know, putting something in for, for profit or for retaining value is, that's where the difference is between spending. When you spend, it's gone. When you invest, it's something that will retain or gain value over time. Uh, and that's, you know, even, even when you, Remember that story where Jesus said you could at least, you could have at least, you know, gave it to bankers. They would just go and, you know, do something with it. And he just, he didn't do anything. He didn't invest. That was the problem. It wasn't, it wasn't the problem that, you know, he didn't bring anything. It was the problem that he didn't even try. You know, I, I feel like, I even feel like if he would lose the money, but he would try hard, it was a valid plan, it would still be okay. So in Matthew 6, 19 to uh, 21, it says, do not lay up your for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So NLT says, there the desires of your heart will be also. You know, we've talked about this, right? About how to or uh, you know about investing or putting your 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 you know your valuable time and strength and energy, you know, invest in it but not spending. And you know, I really want to make it simple. So I just want to say, what does this mean? You know, you probably wonder, right? What does it mean? What's the difference of me just spending time, letting you know, letting time run out, and and investing it? Right? Can you can you like? you know, muster up strength inside of you or you think somehow positively or do something, you know, to where it changes every second of your time is, is change, you know, the impact of that or the effect of that is, is different. I mean, like, how do you do that, right? 
and I have a few. I, I figured that I was like going and going and going on the on the list, but I decided to like make it shorter, and still end up ended up with a few pages. So, one the first one is is Bible reading, and I'm going to you know go through these things, but trust me, they are practical. I mean, they are as good as it gets with your time. Bible reading, uh, John one one says, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." So, you know, here here it is. When you spend time in God's Word, you're spending time with God because that is God. That's God's Word. It says the Word was God. You know, I'm not making this up. I'm not finding any any fancy translations. It's in the Bible. It's in your Bible too, if you read it. So. When that's something that what we do when we read the Bible, when we spend time with God like that, it's gonna last, and and we're gonna get into that more. But that time is gonna stay uh, because you know somebody said I think it was said uh, this time or the Sunday before that you come before God, you bring nothing, you really bring nothing with you at all. John eight thirty one thirty three. But then Jesus said to these Jews, to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Knowing the truth is when you are free. Do you guys know? I mean, have you ever felt? Um, I, I was telling uh, Marina recently, we were like, there are some dreams, like, especially when I, was, uh, when I was a kid, I was like, you, there are dreams where you want to you know, yell out or cry out and call someone in your dream and you can't, or you're trying to run away and you can't, you know, or you're, you feel like you're you know, like sinking and, and sinking sand and, and, and you're just, just above here and it's just going to close and then you wake up, you know? <laughs> I don't know if you've had those dreams, but they're so liberating that it's just a dream, you know? It's, it, those, that feeling of being set free of, of not having what you are, you know, I don't know if anyone, no one, you know, no, uh, nobody was in jail, right? So you probably can't experience that. But you know, some of those things, when you, when you wake up, you realize it was a dream. You are actually free. You're still able. Your life still continues, you know. That, that to me, is massive. I, there, once I saw a dream when I was uh, standing before God, and I was, I, I didn't get, like, any judgment, but I was like, man, I really want to go back. I really want to go back and recheck everything very, very carefully. Not, you know, it's, it's that, that feeling is going to probably hit all of us. But, you know, when you, are, when you are free, when you know the truth, it's something that all of us want. But it says, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. That's one of the things is Bible reading. That's number one. Number two is prayer. In Hebrews 11.6, it says, but without faith... It is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Seek him. So God rewards those who, who really, who earnestly seek him, who are looking for him, who want to find him. He will reward them. And, you know, I, I can't tell you in, in how many ways God can reward you because I'm still, try, still finding them out. Because God has rewarded Myself and, and I know many others in many ways, in more ways than you can imagine. God has, 
that God has a way to reward His people. He knows how to do it. You know, it, we might see just this one way, but, but there are so many more ways. Um, there's a quote uh, my wife sent to me this week. It said, I thank God for protecting me from what I thought I wanted and blessing me with what I didn't know I needed. And, you know, I was like, I can't tell you how many times, how many times that, that was true in my life. To where you, to where you come before God, you really open up your heart, you pray, you ask, you, you want something, but then at the end you still say, but not my will, but your will be done. And then, then come situations, you're like, you're like, God, I, I had, I did not see this at all. And you realize what you wanted is not what you really wanted, and what you didn't know you needed, that's exactly what you wanted and needed. And, and you know, if you want to be surprised like that in your life, that's exactly where, that's exactly how it's done. Because you want God to reward. You don't want, you don't want just to find the, the answer to your prayers. You want, you want to find God's will in whatever you pray. You know, I, I understand, you know, we are going to be praying. We're going to keep praying. And we're going to keep praying for healing. But then we're still going to give it up to God and, and allow God not to heal. We're going to pray for, you know, solution of, of uh, you know, financial problems. And they're still going to allow God to not solve those. In the time that he wants, I, I I know that these things are easily said than done. It's much easier to say these things. It's like you know, New Year's coming. I'm going to start dieting. Uh, New Year's coming. I'm going to start reading the Bible in the morning. Uh, New Year's coming. It's like it's so easy to say. Like it's it's you can set goals to be whatever you know. Like I I can say I'm going to be the Apple CEO by you know uh, February 22nd. Uh, it's like pff, nothing, you know. Saying it is piece of cake, but but doing it is hard. It's exactly how it is with God's word, God's word. But but you know, when you when you really give it up to Him, when you come to Him in prayer, and you give your life into His hands, you are really relying on Him rewarding you at the end of the game, and and you don't know what it's going to be like. It says Bible uh, in Hebrews. It says I think in chapter eleven, right? It says. How some died and and never saw, never saw the result of their faith, right? And and some of them were they're worth they were worth more more than the whole world. The whole world was not worthy of them. They died like you know like 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 the lowest um, layer of the society. What does it mean? Does it mean that God didn't love love them? God didn't like them? God didn't didn't wasn't pleased with them? It doesn't. But God was rewarding them. The way he only he could reward them, and in Revelation, if you read it, there's a there's there's like a special group of, of people with 144,000 that are that are that whose head uh, whose heads were cut off, right? And I mean, like nobody, I, I really well maybe somebody does, I don't know exactly who they are, right? And how exactly, you know, what exactly it means, but it's like it's like that's a pretty interesting way to to finish your life, right? Your head is cut off. I, you know, that's not how we see success here. But, um, you know, but that was like, they, they had like a special privilege, special place in God's, in God's kingdom. In Matthew 6, 6, it also says, But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. That's another thing that, you know, these things 
are, are just the foundation. We're going to talk about more stuff that kind of is easier for us to relate to, but th these things are foundational. You can't go on without them. And you see, again, it says, when you go into your room, you shut your door, and you pray to your father who is in the secret place. It's like you're really hiding from the world what you're doing. So you are, you know, you, the way you live your life, it's not just prayer, but pretty much everything. When you do things, they are almost invisible. Like, there are certain things that, you know, that you're, like, even when a house is built, right? You, you buy a piece of land, and then, you know, it's like, okay, piece of land. Nobody knows that, you know, there is, like, permits are being done for it, and permissions, and some other things, and somebody's planning how to build it. All of that work is being done, a lot of work, but nothing is visible at all. And actually, I mean, until you start, like, bringing up the whole, the actual box, there's, like, excavation and leveling and, and so many things, right? Foundation. All of that is, like, you know, at the soil level. You can't see anything. Nobody wants it. Nobody is interested in that. Everybody's interested, like, oh, it's like, oh, you have these nice floors. Wow. Or you have these faucets. Wow. You know, it's nobody goes, you know, oh, such, you know, you have two by six frame. That's, wow. That's awesome. Nobody sees that stuff, but that's the stuff that 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 builds us. That's the stuff that we are that we are are made out of. You know, it's it's just like you know, take anyone here. You know, who care? You know, do you really care? You see, like a you know six point you know four you know built up guy, a football player. You're like, man, that's a strong guy. You know, and cool. You know, and stuff like that. But you don't care about his bones, right? That hold him together. You take out the boats, he's gonna be like a blob. You know, laying on the floor, right? But nobody that goes, oh, man, you have such big, strong bones. You know, it's like you don't see that stuff. But, 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 um, but that's the foundational stuff. That's what keeps you together. Uh, it's, it's not even the muscles. It's not your, you know, gut. It's not your teeth. You know, it's, it's your bones that are holding you together. It's the, that back spine. I mean, that, that, that's what's, what's keeping you together. And those are the things that I'm talking about uh, tonight. Now, I want to talk about stuff that's easier to, to relate to, uh, but still might be harder for some. Um, church services, home groups, you know, different things that we do together. In Hebrews 10, 24, 25, it says, Let us consider one another in order to stir up, to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much, so much the more, as you see the day approaching. I don't know, you know, um, there are many ways to look at it, but I'll tell you this, I can see the day approaching, you know, even if it's not, even if it's not the final day when Jesus comes back, uh, even though that's very more and more likely, but the day is approaching I said it before, right, in all of our lives, every single day you live, that's one day less to your expiration date, right? It's, it's one day less that you have in your life. And, and your day, if, even if it's not like the global day that's coming, your day is coming. My day is coming. It, it, it just is. Nothing you can do about it. And, and it says, not forsaken the assembling of ourselves together. I believe that's extremely important. When, when, we're, when we have groups, you know, we, we don't skip those. You guys don't skip that. It's, it's important. When, when these youth meetings, 
you don't skip it. If you're part of this, you are not skipping this. If you really want something in your life to be changing, it's not about the people. It's not about this particular ministry. It's not about I succeed. It's not, it's not that. But if God planted you here, you have to be here. You have to be here. To, it's, like, it's like a plant, right? Uh, you know, if it, if it just visits its place, you know, like once a month, it's not going to grow. It has to be there in that place to let the roots to be able to suck in the, uh, the moisture, to be able to bring in nutrient, uh, minerals from the, from the soil, right? It's there for a reason. It needs to be set there. It needs to be there to be, to be there, to be fed by that soil, by, by, by that land where it's planted. Um, in Matthew 18, 20, it says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. I don't know. It, it, it's like, you know, it seems um, as a very easy, um, it's like a formula, right? Two or three in my name, I'm there among them. So what if there's 20 or 30? That's even better, right? But think about it. There, it it's those places where, where there is a promise like this are very, are not, you know, there's not a lot of them. But this one says two or three in my name, I am there. So if you come to home group, God is there. If you even, if you even decide to hold hands with your friend and say, let's pray for something, God is there, but it's not, but when you're by yourself, you know, oftentimes I'll tell you this, devil gets people down exactly when they're by themselves, Uh, whether you want to believe it or not, but that's true, that's how most people are brought down, you know, when um, he will just take your mind and start pounding on your mind, and if you're alone, if he just, he just needs to find the right moment to where you don't get some fresh air from somewhere else, and and he's going to get you down. In Matthew uh, 16, 18, it says, you know, he told Peter that he is the rock. And then it says, and on this rock, and I've read some, um, some uh, you know, kind of like commentaries on this. It, it, it's, it's, a lot of them say that, you know, when he says, G, uh, says to Peter that you are the rock, he says that, you know, he's like real little gavel, you know, very little uh, small rocks. And when he says, on this rock, and he actually means a big rock. And he's talking about himself. Jesus is talking about himself. And it says, And on this rock, meaning Jesus, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's a, again, that's another proof. You know, it's not going to... Um, you've heard that before, but it's not... The gates of hell are not going to fail against individual people. Even though at times God will do it. But as a general rule... It's against the church. And when we come together, that's when you can stand strong. That's where you, that's where you have that protection. That's where you have that double power. And that's where you, you do a punch to the kingdom of darkness where you, you didn't expect. You, know, you, you, you have way more power that way. So another one is um, about, you know, about serving, uh, helping others, giving. That's another place where we can invest or another area. Hebrews 6.10 for God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Saints are, you know, uh, we are saints. Just you know, translating into uh, plain English. It's, it means believers. Um, it says God, it says that God will not forget the work and labor of love, which we have shown toward his name. There's another scripture, in, especially like about helping poor people. It says that God will not, 
be indebted. You know, he will pay back. He will take. He will. He will give back for sure. And but in general, this works when you do something in God's name. He is not. He is not ungrateful. You know, he's. He's probably. You know, if we are talking about perfection, then he's perfection. And if gratitude is God's, you know, is a is a divine character trait, then God has it at its finest. Right? He he has perfected that. So he is going to be most grateful for what we're doing to his, in his name. And you know, that's not to say that you know, we, we are to walk around prideful and say, oh, you know, I did this good thing, and, and God needs to like, you know, say, oh, what a great deed you did, you know, and stuff like that. But, but, it's, um, but God is not going to let it go unnoticed, trust me, even if it seems unnoticed. Because you know, oftentimes, uh, you know, as I said before, we look for things that we can see, that's the easiest to look, you know, to, to expect. But there are things that will be that you will not see, that you will know way later, that you, I mean, there, there's, you know, you, you, could, you, you just don't see them, but they're happening. And, you know, one, I just remember once um, I had a story when uh, I, was, I was driving and I came, to, I came to a green light and I just stopped at the green light. <laughs> what happened, like, and then I was like, why am I standing I stopped at a green light, and I was like, "Why am I standing?" And then I, and then I hear the sound, you know, a semi truck running through the red light on the other side, and I was like, "All right, well, that that's a big reward. <laughs> that's like I'm thankful for that. I didn't see needing this. I didn't see like saying, God, oh, please make sure that when I cross on when I on this street when I'm going on green that a semi truck doesn't hit me, right? I didn't pray that like like that. But God took care of that too. God." God saw to it way even even maybe I don't even remember honestly if I prayed that day before I left uh, like even if I prayed for you know, for safe driving and stuff like that. Galatians five thirteen says for you brethren have been called to liberty or freedom only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh but through love serve one another. Another uh, scripture about serving. John 12, 26. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. Another translation says, anyone who serves me will be with me. You know, whoever serves me will be with me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. I love those. I love, you know, verses like that. That, that you know, that's something to... To stand on, you know, those are like those foundational rocks that we can that we can build foundation out of. It says, God will honor somebody who serves Jesus, who doesn't, you know, Jesus doesn't need anything, right? You know, we saw it in many scriptures, but you know, he, Jesus doesn't need like for us to go and bring him a cup of water or buy him a, a sandwich or something like that. He does, he has everything. His need is is to when we do things here on this earth, and you know, maybe it's you know. Maybe it's Yogi Bear, maybe it's going feeding someone, maybe it's telling someone about Christ, which is, I think is the biggest gift that you can, you can give a person. It's, it's doing something in his name, doing something for him, doing something, you know, for, uh, you know, where he would want to go, you go there, it's going to be accounted. You're going to be honored for that. James 2.26 says, So for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. There's, there are many, many verses before that. And, you know, if you read that, you almost get confused. You're like, so wait, hold on. Do I do, do good deeds or do I not do that? 
how does that work? But if you read through it enough, you'll get confused enough to where you'll understand everything perfectly. Um, but no, I'm serious. You really, if you really read through that, you'll understand. But you know, it's like here. Yes, I believe. Yes, yes, I know God. All so many things that that we hear and that we practice. But there comes a point where you want to do when you need to do something. It says, as the body without the spirit is dead, you know, who likes a dead body, right? It's, you know, not too many people, hopefully nobody. <laughs> but, but it's like, I wouldn't want to have a dead body. I'm super happy that I have a spirit in it that makes it alive. And, and that's exactly how you want to have your faith. When you, when you do something, it's, you know, it doesn't have to be that you're only give, you know, given money or given out food. When you come, even when you come to someone, you say, how are you doing? Can I pray for you? Can you, know, you let someone talk with you? You help them. Maybe when you testify to somebody, when you, when you, there's so many things, you know, I don't want to go into those details, but when you do it, you feel like your, your faith is like, you know, it's coming, it's alive, you know, it's, it's active. You understand that, no, now it's not that hard to pray, you know, I just, I just talked to someone about Jesus. Now it's not that hard to pray for me, actually. My faith is actually, is alive. I can feel it. I can see it. I can, you know, I know it's there. It's not just something that I profess. It's not something that I confess. It's not something that I just, um, you know, that I just say. It's actually your life. Um, and one more, one more area that I want to talk about is working on our characters. Uh, and there's a lot about it, a, a great lot. But I just want to like simple stuff. Uh, Luke uh, 6.31 just says, And just as you want men or you know, others to do to you, you also do to them likewise. I know we, we know all that scripture. I know we, when we read it, we just like you know, run through it very, very quick, right? We know other scriptures that go right, right after that. But it's like, you know, how about as easy as this? You know, everything you want to be done to you, you do to others. So, other, in other words, you don't do to others anything you don't want done to yourself. How many of us are 100% keeping that here? Okay, everyone. Um, so, you know, it's like, uh, it, it's, yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, so, you know, you just, you, just, you just decide, okay, this is going to be 100% true in my life. Just try to do this. It's going to be 100% true in your life um, you know, just for the hour after the youth is over. How about that? Can you keep that? It, it's hard, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's maybe not 100%, maybe you're not required, or maybe you don't, you're not shooting for 100% of this, but just try to do that. Just try to treat everyone the way you want to be treated, just, just exactly the same way, right? That's already difficult, and, you know, that takes a lot of, a lot of effort. Uh, Exodus 2016, last year. No, it's current. But um, it's commandment number nine, right? It says, you shall not bear full witness against your neighbor. In other words, you shouldn't lie, shouldn't lie about your friends or about somebody who's in church. You shouldn't accuse them falsely. How, you know, some people do it. But some people struggle with it. For some people, it's easy to get together and start talking about somebody else. And it's just like, oh, my friendship with you, you're such a friend, such a friend, such a friend. Let's go talk about somebody else. And, and we just can't live without it. That's what keeps our, that's what keeps our friendship alive. Um, Philippians 4.8. 
Finally, brethren, or brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And that's, you know, that's three verses out of a, you know, hundred probably, easily. You can probably think about a hundred verses that talk about our character, about how we live, about the state of our inner, inner person. Are they easy? Uh, I don't think so. They're not easy. But those are the things I wanted us, I wanted to like stir up in us and, and, and remember that, you know, we... You know, we can invest our time, but it's going to be if we work, if we do, you know, if we take at least these areas and we start doing something that's contributing to those in, in, a, in a positive way. And again, I'll repeat it. It's, it's Bible reading and prayer. Those are, those are fundamental. Those are like, you can't go anywhere without those. And, and I'll be honest with you. I think if you, if you try to serve, if you try to do anything, if you try to preach or testify to anyone, First, make sure that those are solid in your life. Like, you, honestly, I, I don't think, I'll be honest with you, I don't think that God wants you to, like, go preach or serve or do crazy things if you, like, don't read your Bible. Not because he despises you, not at all. God is, God, God is so good, we don't get it. Like, like, really, we don't get how good he is. I, I know that. I know that he loves us, he's good to us, and he wishes, he wants the best for us. That's, like, I know that for sure. But he really wants you, you first. Not, he doesn't want yours. You know, he doesn't want what you can do. He wants you first. And, and first is to read in the Bible and through prayer. If you don't do those, you can't even help anyone. I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be that straight. You really can't help anyone. All, of it, all it will be, it will be you know, some, some counseling, some advices, some just life experience. Um, stuff like that. It, it's not gonna do much. It, and I really don't mean. I, I really don't really don't mean to bring anyone down at all. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just I'm just saying you really have to get those figured out. Like, I mean, Bible reading plan is a blessing from heaven. I'll tell you this. Uh, like, it really. I'll I'll be honest with you. It that's the thing that helped me jumpstart my Bible reading. Uh, and it, it's. I don't know. I can't remember how many years it was, but uh, maybe it's the sixth year. Um, I didn't start right away, but I cut up in the middle of the year the first time it was done. But it's, it was like fail, fail-proof in my life. Uh, and and it, it's done you know, great changes in my life, very, very positive changes. Same with prayer. And I know, like I'm, I'm praying, I'm like, I'm praying, I'm like, God, I know that there are so many people that, that struggle to pray, and, and you know, sometimes it's myself included. They're just, just trying to find time to be in God's presence, to, to think about God, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's not easy because there are so many distractions. And I'm, I'm like, how do we help each other? What's a way to help each other to pray every single day? Like to be with God, not just once a day, but like to be with God throughout the day. And so Bible reading and prayer. Amen? Amen. Say Bible reading and prayer. Bible reading and prayer. Awesome. I, I like when people repeat after me, but it's good stuff. Um, so church services, groups, you know, 
uh, mission trips that you're a part of, you know, a mission trip, you know, that's out there and a mission trip that's, you know, close here, nearby, uh, that counts. Serving, helping others, giving. And last one is working on your character. So those are the things I want us to focus on. Bible reading, prayer, church services, groups, or God's, God's house. That's where you really want to be. If, you want, if you're a, God, a child of God, you know, my kids, they're in my house, right? And God's kids are, are in his house. Amen? Um, serving, helping others, giving, working on your character. One more thing that I wanted to, um, that I wanted to, to share um, that, I don't know, I kind of like underlines or under, uh, underlines everything that, that we've been talking about is, um, is why, right? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this because it's worth it because the, the, uh, the world hates that. The world hates it. And it's, uh, it shows that who is behind this world, the devil, doesn't want you to have it. That's why they're against. Um, and that's why everything will be. Destructions will be in your way. Temptations will be in your way. There will be obstacles, uh, you know, obstacle upon obstacle. And one thing that I just want to, to share, not to touch your heart or anything, but, but for you to really... Um, for you to really... Um, Kind of get a get a feel or get like a vivid picture of what it is, and and if Noah, if you can show that sign, that would be that would be great. Well, what is that? Yeah, does anyone know what it is? I think it's the I, I don't know which language it's in, but it's a it's a letter N. And that's uh, that's the letter. Um, that ISIS was putting on, on, on people's homes. Uh, when they would find out, find out that Christians live in that home, that's the letter they would go put on it, and usually they would put like a condition, uh, you know, you either convert or you pay a tax uh, or you die. Uh, and that letter N says for Nazarene. That's, uh, that's what they call Christians in that region. You can, you can take it away. And when I saw it, I remember John fifteen twenty one says, but all these things they will do to you for, not, for my name's sake. And that's exactly, that's Jesus' name. I mean, that's, you know, they call, you know, it's Christians, Nazarenes, but it's, it's a bit because of Jesus. Because people don't want you to serve God because they know there is great reward. And it's not people, it's the devil because he has no right. He can't get it anymore. You still can so you're, you're way further, way above, way, be, way beyond what he can ever get in his life now, in his eternity. He can't get it. All he can do is he has this time to stop us, to prevent us, to, to kill us, to do whatever he can to, for you not to get it. Because all, all evil is in him, and, and jealousy is at its finest in him. And when you're jealous, if you know what jealousy is, when you're jealous... You don't want anyone else to have it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you can't have what they have. You don't want them to have it too. And you know, I've, I've talked to people, and I, I know that I, it's like you just, you just don't want somebody to have it, even if you can't have it. And that's exactly how devil is acting. That's exactly what he's doing. And that's why, that's why doing these things 
you know, just five things, Bible reading, prayer, church, being in God's house, serving, and working on your character, that's not going to be easy. And, and I know, I know maybe, maybe uh, you expect maybe one day when we come on, you know, like Independence Day or something like that, we're going to hear that it's easy. Now it's easy, but it just, just wouldn't be true. It's not easy, but it's so worth it because cause you can see in the evidences that it's, you know, the, the good stuff is really hard to get. It, that's just the way it is. And you can see in the spiritual world and what's happening in this world is that to be, to be living the life of, of how God wants you to live it is very, very hard. But, but I believe it's possible. So let's stand up and let's close our eyes. Kind of how I want to pray for this is, is that we, we, you know, we're really, to be able to do, to do this, to live like this, to be, to be changing our life in a way to where God honors it, to be growing in that, to be increasing in that, um, there's really no other way but, but giving our lives uh, over to Him, you know, by there's no other way by, but, but given the steering wheel to him, we can't be in the driver's seat. And God is telling someone right now, I, I just, I know God is telling someone that your, your biggest reward will be in letting God drive. Actually, I think that's true for everyone. But your biggest reward is if you let God drive if you let God be the head if you let God do what he wants that will be the biggest blessing for your life that's the biggest blessing for my life and, and we just we understand this we realize this but for us to, for this to be real for this to be increasingly more true in our lives we so we so need God and, and honestly even if there will be any other way easier way to, to fulfill these, to, to complete these without needing God, I wouldn't want it still because there is something in walking in this life with Him. You know, in walking, in following Him and being with Him, there's something so precious that it's, it just, you know, it just outvalues everything else. So let's pray. Let's just, let's seek God with our hearts today because we can't find him together. We can't find him, you know, in a certain way, we can't find him as a church. You know, it's not the church. It's everyone, every single person here who finds him. If we all find him, then the church and the whole church finds him. But it's, you have to seek him right now. You have to ask him. You have to, to talk to him. He's, he's listening. And he's listening to every single one of us tonight here because he honors the fact that you came here for him you came here in his name you came here before him he knows that he sees it he accepts you with with your heart open to him